0: Hi guys, welcome back to Infinite Possibilities, the podcast where we explore the lives of amazing people, their choices, challenges and opportunities, and today I have a very special guest, Will. Hello. Hello.
1: Thanks very much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. And so Will, what's your kind of one minute introduction about what you do? At KPMG. Um, yeah, and then outside of work, but keep it brief because we'll dig into it later.
1: Sure. Uh, so I'm a consultant in the policy, economics and public impact team in uh, management consulting. So. We do a lot of reports, reviews and business cases for mainly government clients. Outside of work, I enjoy a lot of music, I play football, oh. although we'll get into that uh, in a bit. Yeah. Um, and I also enjoy fishing, reading and spending time with my twin brother and we'll also get into that.
0: Wow! So wholesome, all those activities. Yeah, so we really want to know how Will got to where he is today, so we're going to go right from the beginning. So Will, what kind of child were you like growing up?
1: Uh, I was a pretty competitive kid because ah. I had an uh, identical twin brother so yeah. as you can imagine we were at each other's throats a little bit uh, <laughs> but also pretty inseparable so um, yeah went to high, uh, primary school together, went to high school together and it was um, sometimes a bit difficult comparing ourselves to each other as well as our schoolmates and, and peers comparing us to each other as well but yeah. um, one, of the, one of the good things that um, our parents did was they never told us who was born first
0: oh so, i was gonna ask you yeah oh. so
1: they um we never found out and um it just kind of prevented that whole oh i'm older therefore i get this and, yeah and it prevented that kind of perception with the schoolmates about oh yeah i know who's older so therefore oh. this is a better person or all that sort of stuff so i know twins who, who also, yeah yeah they all. whether they're older or not they flex
0: it <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. so we had the opportunity to find out when we went uh got our driver's license yeah. and we just said no nah, don't need to know so we don't actually know.
0: That's actually so wholesome. Yeah. yeah, It was a
1: really good decision from mum and dad because it kind of prevented all that yeah. like, competitiveness. There was enough competitiveness already.
0: Yeah. Wow. And what kind of like activities did you like growing up? So were you super into sports growing up?
1: Yeah, it was pretty, pretty similar to now. So sports sports and music. Um, yeah. Played piano from year one through to year seven and then played pretty much every sport that there, there was to play. Um, so played football or soccer in the winter. And then cricket in the summer, and then a bit of tennis here and there, a bit of swimming here and there. Um, wow! So I did. I was I was pretty good at tennis as a kid, um, and uh, probably could have I don't know done something with it, but yeah. um, Mum just wanted to wanted us to do whatever we wanted to do. So we did a lot of stuff, and I'm um, know just kind of maybe a little bit more rounded than. Than just doing one thing.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And what is your favorite sport if you had to choose? My
1: favorite sport right now is, is football or soccer. Yeah. But yeah, that those who know call it football. Yeah. Um, that it's been a, a little bit of a difficult, um, like eight to nine months at the moment because uh, yeah. I've been injured. But um, I still love going to watch my my team play, and my brother is is in that team, so oh, I watch, watch him play as well. So hopefully, getting back into it within the next month or two.
0: Yeah, excited for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then tell me more about music. How did you get into that?
1: I uh, just started in, in year one. Mum just uh, thought we should kind of start piano lessons because it's, it's such a good um, pursuit to have and it's so healthy for, for your mind and, yeah. and your soul. So played that for, took lessons for seven years, so year one yeah. through to year seven. Kind of fell out of love with it a bit. Yeah. Um, end of year seven, just with all the, the technical work and the theory and, yeah. and the, the, the structure of it. Um, yeah. So I didn't play for almost all of high school, yeah. um, or pretty much all of high school. And then um, got back into it about halfway through my second year of uni. Just in, wow. the, in the mid-year break, just decided to sit back down. I got into a lot of Australian music, yeah. um, like the smaller bands and, and that kind of indie yeah. um, scene. So um, I learnt some of the, the songs that I was listening to. I kind of stick my so earphones good. in yeah. and, and learn how to play them from there and kind of fell back in love with it
0: that's awesome yeah. and did you like um was it hard for you to get back into it after that big gap or did that muscle memory
1: oh you know... well, definitely a bit of bit of difficulty <laughs> um, couldn't 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 do much yeah. other than chords so yeah started off with that and then very slowly moved into into like learning melodies and and work on my left hand a bit as well yeah but um yeah got Got those kind of skills back. I wouldn't say I'm like super proficient in yeah, my technical yeah. work. Yeah, Play my, me something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's been really, it's been really good release um, through yeah. uni and work and, and the stresses that come with that. it's just yeah. really good to kind of escape for a bit.
0: And good for when COVID hit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah
1: playing a lot of piano when when COVID hit. Um, spending a lot of time at home, obviously. So um, we had an upright piano at home. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was just really good to. To get that release and, and, and feed my mind and, and soul. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I've heard a lot of stories about people like falling, you know, out of love with like musical instruments is when they do the grading. Was that kind of your case where it's just a lot of stress to? Yeah,
1: I'd say so. And not <laughs> not so much for clarinet because I played clarinet from year five through year twelve. Yeah. Um. So I went up t- further in the in the grades for that one. Really? The, the piano? Yeah, I went up oh. to grade seven. Uh, for clarinet oh
0: that's pretty um, high
1: yeah and I, I was in bands and stuff so that yeah. kind of definitely helped and with it's social like, yeah exactly um, rather than just like sitting in your room practicing technical yeah. work and scales and stuff which which I wasn't super a fan I wasn't a biggest fan of it but I really like playing the, the pieces and yeah I haven't played clarinet too much since leaving school that's but, so funny but, right but It's but like it did they, recently they have um, their
0: seasons like clarinet no piano piano no clarinet yeah
1: exactly yeah and recently um Gotten into saxophone as well because yeah, I really? played in the big band um, in year eleven and twelve. At the end of year ten, um, they let me borrow a school saxophone to really? learn on,
0: and um, you never returned it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> could have kept it. Definitely returned it. Definitely returned <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, because um, my brother was he played trumpet, so he was really? always yeah he could get into any band. He could get into the symphony, the, yeah. the brass band, the big band, and I really wanted to be in the big band because I love that kind of big yeah. jazz sound. Um, so. Clarinet didn't really fit in a big no. swing band. Some jazz bands they do, but um, not the one at my school. So they let me take a school sax home to learn on and kind of fell in love with it again um, when I helped a, a friend's band out um, a few months back and ended up buying a saxophone up there oh. just before the end of the year. No, yeah. yeah, just before the end of the year um, when I moved out. So didn't have and didn't have a piano either, so I bought one of them too. Yeah. yeah at the start of this year. Um, so I moved out a few months ago, and... Um,
0: wow, and then you brought all the instruments with you. Yeah, exactly. You. Oh, the, the missing gosh.
1: piece for a couple of months was the piano. So I bought yeah. one at the, at the start of the year, found a, a nice keyboard um, yeah. off Facebook Marketplace. And yeah. yeah, and that's been, that's been really good to, to stay into it, because otherwise it would have been, been that kind of gap in, in my life between work and football and stuff. Yeah. I just needed that music.
0: Oh, that's actually so beautiful. Yeah, and how's the difference between playing on a keyboard and versus an upright piano?
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty pretty similar. They are slightly different, obviously. The, yeah. the feel of them's different, um, and the sound of them's different. It's not quite the same as a yeah. as a nice rich sound from an upright piano. But yeah. um, I mean, I, I still play it how I used to play it, and the, yeah. the keys are the same. So, it still brings me that enjoyment, and my housemates and stuff enjoy it as well. Yeah, so, yeah free yeah. performance. Yeah, exactly. And one of my housemates is now starting to to learn on that as well, so oh, uh, kind so of cute. giving her tips here and there.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. And what are your favourite songs to play on the piano?
1: Uh, my favourite songs to play are some of the ones that are my favourite songs Yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, what are so they? So, a few sticky finger songs, including Lick a Gun," Gum, mm. um, a couple of powder finger songs, um, and then just, I, I, I kind of get into a lot of new music and then once I've listened to it for a bit, I, I try and have a crack at playing it. You try it.
0: and play it from ear?
1: Oh, yeah, well, I, I have to listen to it, like, ten times before I and start playing. I'm not just going to listen yeah. to it once and be able to play it. Not quite that good, so. Yeah. Um, so it's the ones that I've really enjoyed for a while that, that I can kind of pick up fairly easily.
0: Wow, so you actually, like, do you, you know, read the music sheet and download it somewhere or buy no. it?
1: No, I don't like reading sheet music anymore. Oh. Um, if the music's on the page, I feel like I have to play every single note Yeah. perfectly. Otherwise, I don't feel like I've played it properly Yeah. with the learning by ears, it's, it's much more flexible, and I don't worry about that as much playing the exact thing.
0: Wow, you must have a lot of talent to be able to... I know it takes you like 10 times or whatever And, it's, and it's a lot of
1: practice, but yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: but like, you know, give me like 100 hours, I don't think I could play any music. <laughs> well,
1: but if you yeah. give me 100 hours of one song, I'll, I'll, I'll learn it pretty well. Yeah,
0: yeah, and can you improvise then? Um, and make up your own uh, music?
1: Somewhat. I don't do. I don't do it a lot. Um, yeah. But I can. I can have a go. That's probably my weak weak point is is yeah. improvising. Yeah. yeah. Same with the saxophone. I'm, I'm working on um, the the improv side of it. Because if I have a solo for anything, yeah. or If I had a solo in high school, I would yeah. kind of write one out and then learn it just so I could yeah. play it without stuffing up and, and making a fool of myself on stage.
0: Yeah, and random question, can you sing? Because, you know, you can play the piano and then the next <laughs> part would be to just sing with your favorite song.
1: I like to think I can, but <laughs> I've, I've recorded myself before and I don't. The that's, truth that's, is that's out why there. I don't really sing in front of other people. Yeah, so I like to think I can hold a note, but yeah. any, anything more than that, ask somebody else to sing for you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. And then for the clarinet, so I remember like in grade five, I also did the trumpet. Oh, so did you? Yeah. You but um, I don't know, like, did you have a thing where you were trialing different instruments and then like you you saw a clarinet and then you're like, yeah, this is what I want to...
1: Yeah, they do that in primary school. Yeah. So before you start, they give you a range of instruments. Yeah. So, so it's like an extended music lesson. You go around and you try all the different ones. Yeah. Um, and that clarinet kind of stuck out to me. Because oh. they, uh, the music teacher said that I had a good embouchure, which is like what you need to mm. um, to hold the instrument correctly in your mouth. So she suggested yeah. I, I give that a try, and, and that's what I picked up. And yeah. my brother played trumpet like you, so yeah, um, yeah. So he was he had the the buzz yeah, down pretty too. well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And now my uh, cousins, I uh, got two little cousins. One's sixteen. One's twelve. And. 16-year-old plays the clarinet and yeah. the 12-year-old plays the saxophone.
0: Aww, so
1: I like to okay. think I have a little something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They used to come to all our concerts at school. Oh,
0: that's so wholesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then tell me more about, like, on the flip side. So your brother, was he into the same sports or did you guys? Yeah. Do you guys have very different, like, personalities or your interests are very similar?
1: Our uh, interests are very similar. So we both <laughs> like to do <laughs> the, so the same that's things. That's so hard. That's so competitive. Um, so, yeah, sport, music, fishing, um, and... The, um, yeah, so he, um, we've kind of grown a little bit apart, like in terms of our personalities and stuff, yeah. we were pretty similar growing up, um, but yeah, he's um, yeah, a little bit different to me, but um, I know that, that's what makes us unique, and even though yeah. we, we might look the same, we're, we're two very different people.
0: Yeah, and then the real talk. Have you ever got confused? Like, you know, you see him and you think, oh, that looks like me. Am I looking in a mirror or that kind of thing? Not
1: in person, but there have been a couple of times where I've seen a photo and go, that's me and that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Happened to me the other week, but like 99.9999% of the time, I know exactly who I'm looking at. Um, Um, Baby photos is a bit more difficult, Yeah, but you can still tell if you know what to look for.
0: Wow, okay, and what exactly do you look for, if you can articulate it? You look
1: for the shape <laughs> of the head. <laughs> so I was a bit squished um, coming out because, I mean, mum yeah. took us the full term, so
0: yeah.
1: um, twins is a very... It's hard. It's packed in there, yeah, so the um, I was a bit squished in there, so my head came out a bit longer than, than he yeah. So in, in the baby photos. My head's a little bit flatter and longer than his, so oh. you can kind of tell.
0: Oh, I'll look for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to show you a couple of baby photos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, have your parents ever got mixed up? That you know, they call you Will, and then they look to your brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But not. Time. But not by looking at us. So they they can obviously tell us apart. They've been able to tell us apart since since day dot. But um, if like, mum's calling out to one of us or something, she might just say the wrong name. But then just go Hugh. Oh, William. Like. Yeah. Know exactly what they're talking about. So they don't get us. They don't get us mixed up. But maybe if they're yelling for us, they might just say the wrong name. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it happens very rarely now and even less now that we've moved out so
0: yeah yeah and then tell me more about school so how did you sort of fit in the school environment you were the academic kid but also the music kid were you popular did you enjoy school
1: um i was i was the pretty academic um pretty sporty as well pretty musical I did, yeah, did you, of, everything i did a bit of everything i wouldn't say i was like super popular um, yeah. but i kind of had a, a few gro- groups of, of friends yeah. who would kind of rotate through depending on what I was doing <laughs> and, and what I was up to, so um, yeah, it was school was great. High school was really good. Um, year twelve was probably my my favorite year. Just kind of we we're really close as a cohort, so um, uh, we did a lot of stuff together. So especially and stuff with other schools as well. So like our sister schools, yeah, um, we would do like mixed social events, sports, and and things like that. So yeah, yeah that was a great time. Playing what? the bands and stuff at school uh-huh. as well, and all the concerts. Yeah. yeah.
0: And was year 12 one of the most stressful years at the same time for you? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots of I would study. not say that's my favorite year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was definitely my favorite year. It was, it, was a, it was a lot of stress with exams and, and things like that, but um, the yeah the, we had a really close-knit cohort, so kind of everyone knew everyone and, and no one like hated anyone or anything. Yeah, we all, all kind of got along. Yeah, which is pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and we had a few um, inter-school wins ah so, so we, good yeah we won the, the inter-school track and field comp for the first time in over 70 years um, oh. in my final year so we get yeah. to, got to go to that and, and see that happen so that was pretty amazing um and then yeah took out a couple other other trophies that we had not won for a long time so yeah a lot of a lot of like good cohesion in the cohort and
0: yeah kind of real, wow. Real, real close. yeah that's awesome and then also about, what about in terms of careers at that time? Like maybe when you were in primary school, what did you want to be? And then in high school at that time, what, what did you want to be if you remember back that
1: far? I had no idea what I wanted to be um, yeah. when I got, I know my brother at, at um, some stages wanted to be a maths teacher. She was very <laughs> yeah. maths oriented, um, yeah. but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to be growing up, and, yeah. and I was told that was okay, so I didn't really give it any thought, because yeah. I just kind of went through going, oh, it's okay to not know, so I didn't really yeah. put cool. much effort into it. Until year 11 and 12, um, I did really well in economics at school, economics and, and science and maths, um, so by the time uh, university applications and stuff came around, that was kind of my, what I leaned into was the, the economics and science part of things, and that's what I applied for and got into at UQ was economics and science. So. Yeah kind that's of continu- awesome. continued that and yeah and now I'm using that those, those skills here at KPMG
0: yeah that's perfect and at that time when you were deciding what you wanted to study did your parents have any like input or like what they wanted you to be
1: no no which Aww. is really good they kind of wanted me to to uh, follow what I wanted to do and they didn't want to influence us yeah. dad jokingly influ- yeah. uh, uh, pretended to, like Oh, you um, should get into accounting and stuff. Yeah. Cause my dad's a child of accounting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I knew I didn't have any interest in that because I didn't want to be sitting in Excel spreadsheets and yeah. crunching numbers all day. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, pretty much, pretty much decided for myself, which is good.
0: Yeah, and then when you studied at uni, um, economics, and what was it, science? Economics and what was your, what were your majors in them?
1: So in economics, I majored in economics and public policy mm-hmm. and then within science I majored in public health. Yeah. So that, I originally had a chem major for one semester yeah. and I realized I didn't want to work in a lab yeah. my whole career. So yeah. um, I dropped that, I changed majors to public health, which I thought was a much better kind of combination of, of economics and science, public policy with public health. Um, so we did, I did subjects in, in health policy and, yeah. and health economics and things like that so along with like your more core public health and and economic and micro and macro yeah that's
0: cool and did you enjoy the degree were you like yeah this is exactly what i want to do
1: some some courses (laughs) i enjoyed more than others um like some of the the really nitty-gritty um maths ones were were challenging but um not super applicable yeah um in terms of like the two period models and the the nitty-gritty maths and stuff um but the macroeconomics Probably didn't enjoy quite as much during uni, but now with working at KPMG and seeing how much macroeconomic, uh, how many macroeconomic factors affect the real world and how much of it goes into our, our work, I've definitely leaned towards that more now. Yeah. So I kind of made a bit of a switch there between micro and macro.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And for someone who's looking to study like a similar degree, like um, what kind of like, what, what is it like to study that? And what is you know, what did your degree look like?
1: The economics or both?
0: Um, let's first do economics and then let's yeah. do science. Um, so, the
1: economics was pretty step-depth, like pretty structured for the first few years yeah. um, because it requires pretty careful planning with science. So, when you do a dual degree with economics yeah. and you do a major. There um, are no electives
0: then? <laughs> not for a while.
1: Yeah. So, the first two and a half, almost three years um, of my course, all the economics subjects were, were structured out and prerequisites and, and um, yeah, no majors, no electives until. My fourth year Um, so four or five introductory and then intermediate and advanced microeconomic subjects and then same sort of thing for the macro um, and a couple of like statistical analysis courses thrown in there as well yeah Um, and then with the public policy well the public health side same sort of thing so first year is all your introductory public health courses so introduction to Australia's health systems and some global health systems um, introduction to how health policy is, is created um, and developed and then a few subjects where we actually kind of wrote policy or analysed policy and, and wrote briefs and stuff Ooh. like that so like pretend but yeah um, but yeah so that was kind of a bit more real world um, more applicable
0: yeah so would you say like the economics is very maths heavy and then like the science was actually more kind of like writing, that kind of
1: thing? Yeah, yeah, on the whole. So the macro the, the microeconomics was the more maths heavy yeah. out of the micro and macro um, just because it was quite like specific and, and, and very micro level. So um, there were a lot of kind of small micro models that you could play around with in your variables and stuff. And then um, macro, you had more large-scale indicators like your inflation and exchange yeah. rate and, and interest rates and stuff like that. Um, yeah, public policy, public, uh, public health, not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, maths involved in that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you were going to do maths, it was <laughs> as like, you were trying to find some, po- uh, like population parameter or something like that for a health, for like a disease or something. And yeah. you were doing some maths around, around calculating that. Um, so yeah, mostly writing for the, for the public health. So yeah. it could get a little bit dry at times with the, yeah. the amount of writing and, and, and policy and reading, um, to, to do, but uh, yeah, on the whole, mostly mostly writing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Do you have a preference, the economics or the science?
1: I've uh, probably combined the two at the moment. Ah. So um, I do more of the economic side of things now um, at KPMG, not a lot in the health space, although my my team does have a, a health, yeah. aging, and human services sub team. Um, so, I could have, end, could have ended, up in, ended up there, but it um, yeah, ended up in kind of more the general yeah. economic side of things. And um, I'm actually not doing a whole lot of the, the calculations and the modelling or cost benefit analysis and things like that. Yeah. I'm mostly on the writing side of things. So, business cases where yeah. we, we take those uh, numbers and we, like, I, I turn them into paragraphs and, and chapters and present them like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And then, what did your brother study at uni? Because that's when you guys sort of first started to diverge in interest. Yeah, definitely.
1: Correct? Yeah, yeah. We did one or two different subjects in year eleven and twelve. Yeah. Um, but yet, yeah, uni was where we kind of diverged and found different friend groups and, yeah. and kind of yeah found our own path from there. So he did uh, maths and science. Yeah. Um, degree. Still kind was, of
0: similar to yours, like yeah, once of...
1: once you hear the major, you go, oh, okay, not really similar. Yeah. He did marine biology.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So his um. He, his passions in like study um, went into yeah, marine biology and marine ecology. Um, so he's currently um, searching for jobs in the marine and wow. fisheries space. Yeah. Um, so in fisheries management or um, aquaculture or, or things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And did you ever consider that pathway?
1: I did. I did. <laughs> my, my enjoyment of fishing and stuff definitely yeah. would, would have um, like propelled me into that. Uh, but kind of I was more leaning towards the economic side of thing. but yeah Hugh really enjoyed that marine biology side of things so he said yeah that's what I, I want to study more yeah. uh, so he finished his undergrad in uh, mid-2021 the same, same time as me and uh, went on did an honours year he did an honours yeah. project oh, investigating congrats. Atlantic salmon Wow. Yeah, so sort of their growth rates with respect to different factors and stuff. So oh,
0: that sounds kinda of like a fun project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was stressful <laughs> at the end of it, but um, yeah, he ended up doing really well with it and um, wants to use it in that industry somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. But he also Good. really loves music, so he also wants to do something in that space as wow, well. Wow and he, if loves... he can get if he can get in there, yeah. Yeah. Are he... we talking
0: like piano or trumpet for his love for music?
1: Um, both, but mainly piano and writing music as well.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's written he a couple of songs,
1: which I, 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 he showed me the other day, and it's good. they're both pretty good, yeah. yeah
0: so. Wow, and he's going to get a YouTube channel? Oh, maybe, yeah. Bring it up
1: and see, and see what he thinks. Yeah, but he's, he's written a couple of demos, and they sound really good, so we'll yeah. see what happens That's from awesome. there. awesome.
0: Yeah, and then choosing, like, you know, different degrees at uni, was that hard? Like, this is kind of like, you know, someone who's always been they're doing the same path and then to divert.
1: No, I don't think it was hard. It wasn't no, hard. No, I think it was kind of time for us to kind of yeah. find our own thing. And school was very structured and, and contained. Yeah. So it was pretty it was pretty normal to have that kind of routine where you're doing the same things over and over. It wasn't necessarily by choice. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, you choose, this, like we chose the same subjects that we have a lot of similar interests and skills, um, but it wasn't really um, so much of a choice to kind of be at the school and do those courses and, um, spend a lot of time together. So once we got to uni, it was kind of, um, an opportunity for us to, to branch out from each other and and do our own thing.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And then also, um, back to uni, tell me about your sort of like first job ever.
1: First job ever?
0: Yeah. Was it at uni or was it before?
1: (laughs) Uh, it was during uni. So my first like, like little job, um, was, like academic tutoring so i just kind of like helped out like little year five and six and and seven kids and stuff i think that was during year 12 just for a a small amount of time and then um first year uni just before first year uni started my first like proper part-time job at coles in the deli deli. (laughs) um so my brother and i both both got hired at the same time in Lol. the same department, oh my
0: gosh. both
1: deli boys. So yeah. um, that was confusing to our, our team members and all the customers that we served as well.
0: Definitely oh. seen
1: double for a bit there until, um, we didn't work the, a lot of the same shifts for a couple That's of good. years because I did a lot of mornings and he did a lot of evenings just the way yeah. uni kind of worked out and the scheduling. So uh, we weren't seen together in there too much because yeah. the, the weekends got a bit, got a bit yeah. hectic when we were both working.
0: Yeah, and how long did you work at Coles as a deli boy?
1: I worked for I worked at Coles for a week shy of five years. So wow. didn't get my five year badge. I don't yeah. I don't know if I wanted my five year badge. Would have
0: got some chocolate or something, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I got a
1: box of favorites or something Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Sorry for your loss. <laughs>
1: No, it was a great time. Um, it all depends on the manager. So like your your manager completely, like makes your work environment. Yeah. And for the most part, I had really good managers who Aww, who created so good. a good work environment and kind of be yourself and, and not have to worry too much about being micromanaged and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And did you specifically choose Delhi? Because most people would usually be positioned at the cashier and whatnot.
1: Well, when when we applied, you actually apply for like all The different departments that you want to be ah. involved in, and then when it came time to hiring, they allocated us to the deli.
0: Maybe your love of fishing or something. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe. Um, the uh, I have done other departments, so done a little bit of bakery, a bit of service, a um, bit yeah. of meat department, and dairies. But yeah, deli is where I was based, and that little strip at the back of the, yeah. the Colston Wong was my home for, or well, home away from home for five years or so.
0: That's awesome, and what's the, what's the day in the life of Deli Boy? <laughs> day in the life of Deli Boy is,
1: for me, I had a pretty similar routine every day. So I had um, setting up the seafood case, uh, well, breaking down the pallets first um, pallets. from the load from the night before. So yeah. breaking down all the pallets of boxes and stuff, yeah. sorting them out. And setting up the raw chicken yeah and then setting up the seafood so you can imagine that after a, after a day at Coles I've stunk pretty bad yeah so I come home and mum goes straight in the shower get yeah the
0: yeah shower. <laughs> that's so cute
1: um, yeah so that was that was pretty much it once that's set up serve customers and then just fill when you need to and yeah. that was about it for oh, a few years you few enjoy years it of, yeah I did enjoy it yeah it was it was good to do something Mindless like yeah, I had all that I had all my uni on so um, it was great to not be able not have to take work home with me Yeah, yeah that's awesome leave it there someone else's problem. at the, Yeah, at night, and then I and then I come and set it up in the morning
0: Yeah, did it have its like stressful busy seasons peak? peak oh, yeah,
1: yeah, Christmas and Easter. Christmas, yeah. yeah, Christmas was Christmas is uh, pretty insane Period in the seafood section because yeah. we get hundreds and hundreds of kilos of prawns and, oh. and we, we get extra team to come in and just and just help serve prawns on the on Christmas Eve and, and um, yeah. the day before yeah. so it's pretty pretty hectic
0: yeah it's crazy yeah and then back to KPMG so what exactly do you do and what's a day in the life for you
1: um, so in the policy economics and public impact team we do a lot of um, report writing business case writing um, evaluations for government clients, so anywhere from local councils to state departments to state government and even federal departments. Um, so a job I was recently working on was a, with a federal department, uh, writing a business case, which is basically a big proposal to secure funding to do something, so implement some programs or um, change a policy or, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then what's your breakdown in terms of like, are you mostly using PowerPoint? Are you like mostly in meetings or?
1: My, my breakdown as, as someone who does a lot of writing is, is mostly Word. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I can't say I love Microsoft Word with all its its foibles and its, and its glitches and things like that, but um, I spend most of my time in Word and then probably maybe 70% of my time in Word, 20% in PowerPoint, 10% in Excel.
0: Oh, you use a bit of Excel. Yeah, a little nice bit of Excel.
1: Quite a few skills, but I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm wildly proficient at, at Excel yet.
0: Yeah. So, working you, on that. Are you guys, like, very heavy, like, client-facing?
1: Yes. Yeah yeah. 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 So, we do mostly um, client stuff, and at the moment I'm on um, uh, a project down in New South Wales, um, which yeah. is, we, we have, like, fortnightly meetings with them, and we, we do a lot of consultation with yeah. them throughout the week as well, emails and ad hoc meetings and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then back to the sports side of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tell me about that injury and why it hasn't sort of killed your love for football. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. Um, so first season at a, at a new club, um, signed for Turinga Rovers in Indo-Pilli. Um I played there as a junior and um, played for a different club all during high school and uni with, with some of my high school mates and then got offered to trial with the, with the Turinga team end of 2021. And was lucky enough to get picked for for that squad. Um, so about six six rounds in or so, um, had a big tackle from Ooh. from a big uh, a big centre back. So he was about that, wow. much, that much taller than me, and, and he he took me out. It wasn't a foul or anything. It was just awkward awkward yeah. placement and stuff like that. And my uh, uh, tore my ACL in my knee, which is a pretty important ligament for natural <laughs> yeah. movement and stability. So. Um, if you want to, Basically, if you want to play football again at the, at the level that I was playing at, you need surgery to reconstruct it. Um, wow. So I had the reconstruction in June last year, so June 2022, and it's been eight months in a few days um, since surgery, so um, I'm technically allowed to return to training oh. in just over a month um, yeah. and hopefully playing again by June, so the 12-month period.
0: Yeah, and you're still keen to play. Why is that?
1: Oh, well, oh, I just love the sport and and I love the the like the the mateship and the camaraderie of the the squad. We got a really good squad, really talented squad, um, and they're all great people. So I just I, I need that in my life. I've been yeah. missing it for, yeah. for a while, sitting on the sidelines, playing, uh, just watching my my team play. And um, I knew I wanted to keep playing, which is why I had the surgery. If I yeah. if I didn't want to keep playing, um, then the Dad surgeon. Papa would have said, yeah, you don't, don't have the surgery. Because realistically, you can live your life without yeah. that particular ligament. Um, but if you wanna play competitive sport again yeah. and play sport with your kids and stuff like that and, and have that stability, then it said, yeah, it's a, it's a no brainer to, to have the surgery. So yeah. it, was, it was more, it was a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle decision to, to have the surgery. Yeah. So if you wanna keep having the lifestyle you have, then yeah, it's pretty much required. You can, yeah. There there are some cases where players go back having just done an intense rehab and physio and strengthening and stuff, but yeah, you can do that in conjunction with the surgery as well. And if you do it properly, you can come back stronger than before and, and oh, have a amazing. really low risk of doing it again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think you'd be ever, like, a bit scared to go back into it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have that, like, kind of PTSD kind of... Thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a very... It's, it's very psychological and yeah, mental. It is. Um, so it is realistically, like, half physical and half mental. Yeah. Um, so you can do the physical side of things. You can do the rehab really well. You can get your strength back. Um, but if you're not ready mentally...
0: Yeah.
1: Then um, you're not going to play at your best. Like, you're not going to be able to trust the, the reconstruction and your new... Your new knee yeah. um, and your body, the rest of your body, um, and you're not going to really like trust the, the players on the field to not take you out again. So, yeah. Um, luckily, one of the physiotherapists that I've been seeing is a um, clinical psychologist as well. Oh, so perfect. That definitely helps. Um, and I've had a few injuries before. Oh um, no, them. Done my ankles a couple of times playing. Um, so they're they're the ones I've done playing football anyway. Um, and I don't really notice them anymore because I've kind of dealt with that and, and yeah. I trust my ankles again yeah. basically. So. We'll have to see how long it takes to, to get the truss back in the knee because the knee um, is a finicky joint. Yeah. It's it's not really one to, that you want to do, yeah. uh, neither is the ankle realistically, yeah. but um, yeah, we'll see how we go in a, in, a, in a month or so. Yeah,
0: that's cool. And then tell me more about fishing. How did you get into fishing and what do you love about fishing?
1: Uh, Dad got me into fishing, well me and my brother, into fishing when we were really young, so like or five years old um, we, used wow. to go, yeah, we used to go down to the there was this wall at Yuronga. I mean it's still there um, it's this kind of little strip of um, muddy sandy beach at Yuronga. Yeah. and we used to go sit on that and, and fish in the Brisbane River when there was still brim in the Brisbane River yeah um, and we kind of stopped in year like six and seven sort of thing when we must have thought we were too cool to go fishing with dad on yeah. a Saturday morning or something um, and then got back into it, and when we were in year, end of year eight, start of year nine, when we um, brought back up our grandfather's old tinny from Sydney. So we used to drive down for Christmas every couple of years, yeah. and one time we we towed the, the little boat back up. Yeah. And uh, we took it out on the river with a little six-horsepower motor on the back and, and yeah. kind of got back into it from there.
0: Yeah. Have you ever had any sort of danger experience, dangerous experiences, close yeah. encounters? Yeah, there's
1: been a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like falling in off a off a break wall or something or at that at that little wall at Yoronga actually my my yep. brother fell off it when he was about
0: Break wall, so what's oh, that?
1: Oh the the break wall is like a it's like a wall to the mouth of a river sort of thing that, that stops the, the waves going into the yeah. river. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wait, so you're like fishing like from that wall and then he fell over
1: or? Oh, the, the fall was the little wall on the river at Yoronga. So he was just like dancing on the edge and he just yeah. kind of slipped and fell in. Fell into the fell water. Fell into the water, yeah. Um, ah. <laughs> but, yeah. The break wall stuff was a bit later. So like if you had been to Bar, Um Once or
0: twice. Yeah, and you will see okay. the,
1: the walls at the end, the big rock walls at mm. the end that kind of lead into the mouth of the river. Yeah. So we fish off those as well yeah. into the bay and into the river there. Um, Dad's hooked a few big, Um, Like bull sharks and and sharks and and, Is that um, scary? Yeah, it can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like half the time they actually like snap the line, so you actually don't know what you had. Yeah. They fight. They they pull with so much force that sometimes the line is just not strong enough for them because they're huge.
0: And you've never been like pulled in by what you're fishing. No, no. Thankfully, I haven't
1: been pulled in. Um, My brother once hooked a bull shark while we were fishing on our kayak, and it towed our kayak around for a bit, oh. and that's not the line as well actually, but um, yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty dangerous adventure, <laughs> yeah. danger. um, because we realised we actually didn't have a net, once oh. once we realised that, we were like, well what are we going to do if we, yeah. if this shark came into the boat, or like if we got it close yeah. to the kayak, what were we going to do with it? And um, wow. so it was just was, you and your brother at the time? Yeah, just, oh, that's just, dad, dad, dad was there, but he wasn't in the kayak, yeah. so, um, and crazy. we were, I think we were so 16 or 17 at that point so yeah but um yeah most of the time we're pretty safe there's a um, spot that we like at um fingal head which is just Mm -hmm. inside new south wales like 10 minutes 10 minutes south of the border um and there's a nice headland there and a causeway that you walk past as the waves like kind of like crash over this certain little part of the path but if you time it right and and you have someone there helping to spot the waves and stuff then it's perfectly safe
0: yeah that's yeah. cool and what do you love about fishing is it like therapeutic or oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's really
1: therapeutic it's kind of um, like
0: being in the deli right that sort of can switch <laughs> your mind off to an extent
1: um yeah but my like the the I, i'd say my mind's always working kind of yeah. pretty hard like when i'm fishing either it's pretty active because um over the years my fishing style and my brother's fishing style has changed <laughs> a lot when we were very kids. technical huh? when we were kids we just do bait fishing in. where we would kind of sit there with the bait in the water and wait for the fish to come to the bait. Um, now we're a lot more into lure fishing which is where you're casting a, a lure, or like made of plastic or metal or whatever, um, that either looks like a prawn or yeah. a squid or a fish or, or whatever it might be and you're trying to attract the fish's attention. So you're always working a lure, you're always doing something, yeah. and you're always, like you might be casting a lot but it's a very, it's a very active way of fishing so you're always thinking about yeah. when the next where, where you could put that lure to try and oh. entice a fish to come and eat it.
0: Yeah, and why do people do lure fishing, not just using, like, bait and then just move it around? A big,
1: so, a, a big plus is that it doesn't smell as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to get bait all over your hands. Yeah. Um, Saves if, money. Yeah, or I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. Lures can be pretty expensive. Yeah, but um, you can
0: still, like, use it over, like, a long period of time. Yes, yeah. But bait yeah. is just, if you, like, a if, it doesn't,
1: if nothing snaps your line while your, your lure is tied to it, then you can, get, you can catch a lot of fish on one lure. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, yeah, the big, the big draw card is you don't stink as much and if you're <laughs> experienced and skilled you can catch more fish with lures than with bait. Oh, yeah. that's
0: interesting. I wouldn't
1: say I'm, I'm necessarily at that level yet because I, yeah. I still have sessions where I go and I don't catch a thing. Yeah, so yeah. It happens it happens to all of us.
0: Yeah, and then the question you've been dreading, tell me about that YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> and how it started because it's one thing to, you know, love fishing and then it's second to sort of document the journey on YouTube. Yeah,
1: so the... Um, that kind of all started in 2017 and 18, so through first and second year uni, my, my brother and I kind of decided we'd, we'd share our passion and um, yeah, we extract okay. a couple of GoPros to either our chest or our heads and, yeah. um, and go to our favourite spots and stuff, so Talabudra or Coochin Creek uh, just south of Caloundra or Fingal Head like I mentioned before um, and just kind of document our, our trips yeah. um, and just kind of share that. Little pieces of information and 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 spots and and the experience with people. Um, so haven't unfortunately COVID kind of yeah. killed that. Um, end of twenty nineteen, start of twenty twenty, we kind of had to kind of had to, like it. it um, how do I say it, it? just kind of almost died a little yeah. bit because um, we couldn't go anywhere for so long. Um, yeah, and once we run out of content to, to <laughs> edit and, and put up, we we couldn't film anymore. So. Um, yeah. And then with full time uni and, and part time work and, and now full time work, it's yeah. it's been difficult to to organize stuff to to um, like go on trips together or, or film yeah. content and things like that. So, um, bit of a shame now, but um, it was a good experience, and, and you never know might might pick it up again Woohoo. at some point. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, sounds good. At least you have like that sort of documented in video form of your memories. Yeah, so you can yeah, it was go
1: good. Yeah, it was it was a good time and. Um, Maybe a little bit cringeworthy to, to oh, watch, no, no, to watch no. back now, yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, we were what, 17, 18, 19, yeah. so um, and the, the production value just wasn't there as well. Like if don't we were going to like, we expand it or anything, like we just didn't have the, the production value that some of these other channels do. So Yeah,
0: yeah, fair enough. But it was, it was fun while it
1: lasted and you never know if we, if we get enough time, we, I don't know, we might pick it up again, we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So we're nearly at the end of the podcast, just a few more quick questions.
1: Cool.
0: So, yeah, what do you think the meaning of life is in your opinion?
1: That's a big question. Of course. <laughs> meaning of life, wow. Um, I'd probably say a, a big one, and this is a bit of a cliche, but treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. Um, I know that when I'm treated well, I enjoy it, and when I'm yeah. not treated well by the people, that makes me either angry or, or, yeah. or sad or... Um, yeah. Disappointed, so I try and be as friendly as possible and, and, and take care of the people who need care.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds it's, it's
1: very wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Like think, I'm but, listening uh, to
0: your whole life story. It sounds very wholesome, like you and your brother and you know your family and the things that you like to do is all very wholesome. So nice. <laughs> fits in very nicely. So if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do differently about your life?
1: How much money have I won?
0: Unlimited payout.
1: Unlimited payout. Oh, that's tough. I would. Um, I probably go and and live somewhere tropical. Yeah. And I have a piano. Yeah. I have, have some some other musical instruments, saxophone, maybe learn the guitar or something yeah. like that. Um. And yeah, go fishing all the time. <laughs> um. Go kick around on the beach. Um. Maybe have a special someone. Yeah. But Yeah, I think I think that would be. That would be really relaxing and yeah. and yeah. You wouldn't hear from me for a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And the last question is: What is an ideal day in the life for you? It can be work related. It can be non-work related, etc.
1: That's a great question. Uh, A day in the life, like an ideal day for me, would definitely involve definitely involve some fishing. So get up early in the morning, maybe three thirty, four o'clock, depending on whether it's the the summer or the winter. Yeah. Um, Get to my spot before sun comes up because that's the best time. Yeah. Um, You're an early bird, huh? Oh. I mean, it makes you be an early bird, yeah. Um, because the, the the best time to to fish is in the early morning, like in those low light periods before sunup and after sunset. Yeah. Um, so So do that for mid morning. Yeah. Um, come back and get a pie for lunch or something. So if I'm yeah. down the Gold Coast, yeah. I'll get a, yeah the pies. If I'm yeah. up the Sunny Coast, I'll come back to beefies at Caboolture. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I'm gonna play play some music during the day. Yeah. Um, and I don't know maybe have a football game in the evening. Yeah. And, Read for a bit and then and then go to bed.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do a bit of
1: everything that I enjoy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's the perfect day.
1: Probably.
0: Yep. Yeah. And do you want to say bye? This is the end of the podcast. Yeah,
1: thanks very much for having me, Karen. Really yeah. appreciate it. And
0: love yeah. listening to your story. So Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's been great. See you Bye.
0: Later.